Welcome to Journal Talk, a weekly podcast about journal writing for passion, clarity, and purpose. Passion. Reignite that passion for the things and people you care about most. Clarity. Discover who you are and what you really want. Purpose. Get to the heart of life's issues to remember your divine purpose. And now, here's your host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren. Hello, Journal Talk fans. I just want to say thank you at the beginning of this episode, because I don't do this often enough. Say thank you for sharing this journey with me. I really love, as you can tell, talking about passion, clarity, and purpose, and how journal writing can affect just about any area, just any area of your life where you want to have a breakthrough, take something to the next level, examine what's working, what's not working, you know, just bringing out those parts of yourself that need to be acknowledged, bringing out the parts of yourself that are dynamite and you want to even expand even more in life in so many ways. I just want to say thank you for sharing this journey with me. I love it. I'm glad you're here. I enjoy sharing these episodes with you. Welcome to episode number 53 of Journal Talk. And today, I have a question for you. What do you think about writing while you're on vacation? You know, for some people, writing while you're on vacation is like, why? Why would you do that? You're on vacation. (laughs) I would imagine even writers, you know, who do it for a living, you know, doing their blog posts or book writers, article writers, you know, when you're on vacation, you would think, take a break. And then I know for some people, that's the only time that it ever makes sense to keep a journal. Like they're away from home. They want to record their experiences. They want to, you know, soak it all up. That's the only time that they would ever keep a journal. And that's, that's how some people have fallen into journaling. Like that's how they became acquainted with it. And then, you know, other people feel it's just absolutely wrong. It's the wrong time to turn inward and cogitate about your inner worries and your inner life when you're on vacation. I mean, geez, how can you experience your vacation while you're sitting down in a corner writing about it? So my guest today is someone that I have a lot in common with. We both believe that journal writing actually deepens your travels, and we would never think of leaving home without. It's like that uh, American Express commercial they used to, don't leave home without it. You cannot leave home without your journal. My guest is Lavinia Spaulding, and she's the author of Writing Away. It's a creative guide to awakening the journal writing traveler. I love this book. It was named one of the best books of 2009 by the LA Times. It's been out for quite a while, but still very, very relevant. Uh, She also wrote a book called With a Measure of Grace, The Story and Recipes of a Small Town Restaurant. Sounds very intriguing. I have not read that one yet. Lavinia is also the series editor of an annual anthology called The Best Women's Travel Writing. And she's written the introduction for the ebook of Edith Wharton's classic travelogue, A Motor Flight Through France. Uh, so she has definitely done her share of traveling, her share of journal writing, 
And she's also so skilled in many other areas. She's a food writer as well, and she's got her, her work appearing in numerous publications in print and online. To top it all off, she teaches classes in travel writing and journaling, and she gave this excellent TEDx talk. It was both entertaining and profound. She's here to share with us today a few reasons to keep a journal when you're taking that next trip. And you know, it really doesn't matter whether it's a business trip or a family trip, a family vacation, or if you're going to another continent, if you're just going to another state, or if you're only just leaving your own zip code, Lavinia has some great tips for us making our trips more memorable and really making our journey more precious using journal writing. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Lavinia Spaulding. All right, and with me now is Lavinia Spaulding. Lavinia, welcome to Journal Talk. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm just excited and thrilled to have you on the program. Thanks for your time. And I, <laughs> I've got so many, I've got a lot of questions. I've got burning questions on the mind. All right. <laughs> but before I jump in and satisfy all my own personal curiosity, you know, after all that introduction, can you just summarize for the Journal Talk audience, you know, who you are, what you're about and, and what you're doing in the world right now? Oh, sure. Well, I am. I live in San Francisco, and I am a, primarily a travel writer, although I also write about food and lifestyle and things like meditation and etiquette. I, I write a lot of different stuff. And yoga. <laughs> and yoga. Um, <laughs> but I started really as a, I started as a fiction writer and a poet. And then I lived abroad. I lived in South Korea for about six years. And that's where I got my start, really, as a travel writer. I started to realize that the world around me was much more interesting than the world I was making up in my head. Mm. And so I started doing travel writing. And, and you know, I had been journaling my whole life. And so I draw from my journals a lot in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a book about uh, keeping a travel journal called mm-hmm. Writing Away, a creative guide to awakening the journal writing traveler. Yes, and I love that book. I've cited many. I've got the whole book has all kinds of little sticky notes for us. So I've got questions. I've got comments. We'll we'll get into that. Can you dispel a little bit of a myth for me? I hear the term travel writer. I have actually thought about being a travel writer once. Right after college, when I finished up college, I did a couple of years in a very entry-level position at Princess Cruises. And then I, because it was Princess Cruises, I had the opportunity to work on the ship. And I went, and my first time ever outside the country, I took a cruise, you know, working, working on the cruise ship. And I started to explore. And I also, just like you, I can totally relate. I was keeping a journal all the time. And share with us, what's the difference, if you see there is any, between travel writing and journal writing as a traveler? Well, I think there's a big difference in that, I mean, a a really big difference, in that journal writing as a traveler is a 
deeply personal pursuit. Mm-hmm. And, and it really being a good, if there is such a thing, being a good journal keeper really depends on writing only for yourself and not mm-hmm. for audience. Yes. Because that's really the point of keeping a journal is to, is to have a conversation with yourself, not just to talk to yourself, but to really listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. And you don't get those kinds of breakthroughs that lead to a deeper understanding of yourself if you're writing for an audience. Right. So to me, it's really a different thing. You write in the journal for yourself and you write as a travel writer for an audience. And so it's the two definitely go hand in hand. And as I said, I draw from my journals all the time to write travel essays and stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But those essays, of course, are then rewritten and rewritten and rewritten, sometimes 25 drafts <laughs> before they're sent to a friend or a colleague to edit them and then rewritten again and then edited you know, by a professional before they're published. And so, you know, I, I also am the series editor of an anthology, an annual anthology called The Best Women's Travel Writing. Mm. And every year I receive about 450 travel essays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, my job then is to choose 30. Ooh, from those what a tough job. Yeah, it's it's tough, but it's a lot of fun. And I get to travel all over the world through these stories. But it's, you know, it's very obvious when a story is simply torn from the pages of a journal because it hasn't really been edited and, mm-hmm. and filtered and the audience hasn't been considered. And some of those are wonderful stories wonderful but but the difference is in the polishing and in the consideration of an audience yeah like the universal appeal like you might have an insight an aha something may have really moved you personally but where's the the universal appeal for it exactly there has if you're planning on getting it published there has to be a a takeaway a payoff for the reader mm-hmm. you have to consider them and ask yourself why would a reader care? Why would someone else want to read this story? Yeah, yeah. Very good distinction. Thank you. That really helped. I have, I've known there's a difference. I And like I said, I've written enough for myself and I've wanted to do something with it, but I've never been able to articulate. So that's a, that's a great way to, to frame it. Let's talk about writing away for a little bit, shall we? Sure. I just love this book. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there's quotes all throughout that just feed and inspire. You can open up to just about any page. Yes, every page I'm looking now. And there's a quote that relates to seeing the world with fresh eyes in some way or being attentive to your perception and and being attentive to your needs. And, you know, it's like you're ingesting new information all the time on, on a trip especially if you're going out of the country. I I relate to this when I've taken trips to, you know, other countries. And the chapters you've got, I mean, chapter two is talking about, it's all about the intention that matters. You know, it's, it's the way that you take a trip. It's like there's some, there's a, a preparation of the trip, even before starting, you know, your, your journey, there's this whole, I'm going to be mindful. I'm going to take my detective 
kit with me, you know, and all of that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Well, I think that, you know, a lot of people ask me what to do about taking a journal and then never opening it or how to keep a journal going once they start. And that seems to be the obstacle for most travelers Mm -hmm. who have good intentions. They buy the journal, they pack the journal, and then they never crack the journal. Or maybe they, you know, they start out, but they quit halfway through. And there's so many reasons, sorry to interrupt, but there's just so many reasons for that. I know I totally get that. Sometimes it's just you're caught up in the excitement and the fun and the experience of it all. And then there's other times where it's just a matter of logistics. I mean, I've got to get this and then I got to get off the plane and then there's customs and then there's my passport and I've got to meet somebody at the hotel and I don't speak this language very good. And where's my interpreter and how do I say what I need to say? So I get to it and then, oh my gosh, we're getting hungry. And there's just so many things going on. And I love you remind us that for all of those reasons, for enjoying the trip more, for remembering what you're doing, for being able to uh, to get through all of this, those are all the reasons to keep a journal. Right. <laughs> right. But it can be really difficult to keep that going. And and I have a you know, a chapter about structure and discipline and and sort of tricks to keep yourself journaling. But I do think it begins, getting back to your question, with the intention. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I think if you set an intention that your journal is going to sort of take up equal priority as the trip, you know, maybe it won't, but it will be it will be there and it will be on your mind. And if you prioritize it from the very outset, even before you leave, by sort of writing down your expectations, writing down your packing list, keeping your notes and research in that same journal, you'll get used to it and you'll become accustomed to journaling daily even while you're on the trip. And mm-hmm. that is, that's really important, mm-hmm. is just sort of setting that intention that you're going to keep it going and you're going to make it a significant part of your journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think there's so much reward in doing so. You know, you don't want it to start to feel like homework. But if you can keep up a rhythm of journaling by starting a week early, even before you set out, mm-hmm. then then I think it's easier to, to get all the way through the trip and keep writing. Yes, yeah, I, I agree. That's great advice. I want to talk about two things. One would be, you know, there's there's people who say, why is, you know, keeping a journal during travel so important? And, you know, you've, I'm going to put a link to your TEDx video so people can, you know, hear about that, of course. But in a nutshell, what is it about keeping a journal on a trip that, that makes it worthwhile? Why would people want hmm. to do it? Oh, where do I start? <laughs> there are so many reasons. I mean, I think that... Uh, there are there are a lot of reasons. I'd say the most important one to me is that there's really nothing like travel to kind of awaken a person, mm-hmm. sort of you know stir you up in a million different ways to to 
it's a gateway to, to a deeper consciousness, really, mm-hmm. travel is. And I think that there's a great quote that I love. In fact, I think I opened the book with it, which is, a tra- I'm going to m- try and remember I it. I have it here. Oh, I you have it. A traveler <laughs> without observation is oh, a yes. wings, is that? Yep, that's it. Yeah. A traveler without observation is a bird without wings. And I can't pronounce this person's name. Mostly, mostly Edin Saidi. Sadi. Sadi, something. Yeah. And I think that that really sums it up, that if you are traveling, you know, all these incredible things are happening to you. And it's such an opportunity for personal growth and and self-awareness and discovery. But if you don't write about it, if you don't record it, then where does that go? It just sort of goes into your memory. And I think that it really, the journal is really a place where you can explore that growth and that mm-hmm. that awakening that mostly for most people usually happens when we travel if you let it mm-hmm. and so that to me is the most important part of it but there are a million other reasons i mean it it just it makes a beautiful keepsake it's always my favorite souvenir to bring back mm-hmm. travels you can always go back and reread your travel journals, they're the journals that I tend to return to again and again. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody will say, oh, I'm going to Nicaragua. You know, what did you enjoy? And I love going back to my journal and finding the names of places to send them and yeah, yeah. and reading those stories because I, I actually have a terrible memory. And this, I think, is one of the reasons why I became such an advocate for journaling it was mm-hmm. for myself because i forget everything if i don't write it down and i so- i would be so brave to say is that you would even if you lost your journal on your way home i would be willing to say that the average person would remember more of their trip if they took the time to write a, you know a little capsulized version of the day each day you know they would have far richer memories because they took the time to write it down. Because, I mean, language is so huge. And you're right. If you're just experiencing, 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 and you never take the time to put all that into a narrative, into some words, and and capture that in your... I mean, by making it verbal and you're putting it into... You're capturing those ideas, those memories, experiences into words, and it's integrating into your brain in a whole different level. So I think it's a great way to to remember more. Absolutely. I, I agree. And I think that we've, most of us, we've all, we've had the experience of while journaling, realizing something that is completely new, you know, this discovery that seems to just come out of a pen or a pencil or whatever Mm -hmm, your tool mm -hmm. is. And, (laughs) and that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. You know, you, you want that breakthrough to happen. And it's really difficult to to experience that if you don't give yourself that stillness that you sort of force that slowing down mm-hmm, of journaling, mm-hmm. sitting down and, and chronicling what happened to you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. and what you learned from it. Very good. And there's all kinds of uh, techniques. And like you said, there's the I love just the practical things at the end of every chapter, you give inspiration, little little assignments, if you will, you know, if if you want to accept them, 
you know, notes about what, what types of things you might record and techniques to use. And it's just so filled with great stuff. I want to read one thing here from page 99. <laughs> this just so happens to be my favorite number. That's so funny. The chapter six is about journal to the center and how, and this is so true, some of my best writings about who I am and what I want for my life and, you know, happens because I'm somewhere different and I'm, I'm experiencing this, this amazing contrast between everything I'm used to and a whole new way of doing things. And I get really curious and you emphasize throughout the book about, you know, just turning on the curiosity, you know, and just being curious about things. And if I could quote you here. Sure. As you grow more curious, you'll seek out locals for answers to your questions. And in those answers, identify more with the place and its people. And then naturally, you'll care more. Do you see where this is going? By caring more, you'll cultivate a progressively open, examined, flexible, tolerant self, which in turn find you more compassionate and generous. Your travels will explode with meaning as those you encounter actually benefit from having met you. In short, if you let it, the journal will help you become an improved traveler, and dare I say it, a better version of yourself to bring home, which might be the ultimate travel souvenir. I just loved that. I just <laughs> loved you. that. It was so, so well said. Well, thank you. <laughs> I really believe it. I, I believe that it, it is a companion, that the journal is a really, it's a mindful companion if you let it be. Yeah. And if you write down your questions about the place and and then you seek the answers from locals, you're going to learn so much more mm-hmm. about yourself and about about that culture mm-hmm. than you mm-hmm. would otherwise if you were just sort of blithely traveling and enjoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And some of the best people, the best friendship that got started were from being on travels too. I just, I just love it. All right, if we could, uh, I'd like to shift into the, there's going to be some objections, okay? There's going to be people out there who say, you know, I've been on vacation, Lavinia, and I know, I wish I could do everything you're saying, and I wish I could write all this down. It's just, you know, you don't understand my vacations. We're just, we're just packed. There's hardly any time. I just have no place to to stop and do something because, and, and the justification is if I stay in my hotel or my bed and breakfast or, you know, my host's place and just sit in the, you know, in the corner and do my journal, then I'm missing out mm-hmm. on this expensive trip I've taken. You know, I could be out, you know, seeing and doing more. So how do you build it all in? What are some of the, uh, give us a few of your, uh, I know you've got a, a really good tip coming up. I'll save that for after the break. <laughs> but uh, oh. in a nutshell, if you okay, could give us a couple of your a couple <laughs> of your techniques. Sure. Well, first of all, I will say that I do understand that because my travels are like that too. And I and it's hard to find time to be experiencing and chronicling your experiences. Mm-hmm, you don't mm-hmm. want to be the one sitting on the sidelines writing in the journal while everyone else is off riding elephants. So, <laughs> right, exactly. 
So what I, I have a few things that I recommend. And one of the things is just keeping a lot of lists. So before I even go on a trip, I fill some pages with lists that I, that I intend to, to fill out later. So I'll always have a list of people I met and I'll have a list of foods and, you know, and so they'll just, there will be a title that says, you know, foods and a blank page. And there will be a, you know, a page for sounds. There will be a page for places or restaurants. And what that does is it, it forces me to keep opening the journal because Mm -hmm. then when I meet someone really wonderful, I think, oh, I, I can't forget this person. I want to put them on that list of people. And so uh, you know, I'll open, I'll crack the journal to put their name in. And once the journal is open, it's a pretty seductive thing. It's hard <laughs> to not write in it once it's open. Mm-hmm, I think the mm-hmm. hardest part is just opening it. And so having those lists there has been really key for me. Another list that That's I great. always that I always make, and this is going to sound funny, but I love this one, is that I write out the alphabet vertically on one page, A to Z. Uh-huh. And as I'm having my trip, you know, I just fill it in. And I've got some really weird words, things that I still don't remember. I, um, <laughs> you know, names of, of actors and strange foods and... Like, so, like, like highlights of the trip? So Just, you know, it'll be something like, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, you know, and then J will be like, Jose, Jose, and Jose. And uh, and because of that, I'll remember that we met these three guys in Mexico who were all named Jose and, <laughs> and, and you know, had a great conversation with them. But otherwise, I don't think I would remember that. Right, right. I uh, thought to write that down in the J section. And so, um, and so I fill the page with that, and that's always really fun. That's uh, another, great. Another thing I would say is just to bring – not to bring the main journal with you when you go out and about during the day, but to bring a secondary smaller journal. One yes, yeah, the pocket journal, yes. And just to scribble little notes when you're standing in line for a ticket or when you're waiting for your server to come or whatever, you know, when you're waiting for your companion while he or she uses the bathroom, just to, to keep those notes close to you. And then later you can always transfer them to the main journal. Yes, yeah. One that's, that way it doesn't interfere with right. your experience. Exactly. Yes, yes. I have recommended so similar to what you're saying. I've recommended people take a deck of index cards and you know, as you leave in the beginning of the day for whatever your journey, you know, is for that day, just just grab a few index cards and during the day you're just jotting a couple of words, little phrases, little things that will jot your memory. And you can even get your companions involved. So it's not like it's just you doing it. You know, if you're going with aunts, uncles, or if you're with a host family type situation, or you're meeting somebody, you just let them know, I'm, I'm going to jot down some phrases to go back later tonight and write some pages on my experience. And some people, you know, sometimes it's fun to like, oh, yeah, did you get that one? Write that about about writing the elephants. That's <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Or what you said, something that you said, a conversation. You're, it's so, it, I love the little miniature things that happen because they're so unique or so, and you're, somebody's paying attention with you, you capture that and then it becomes a whole, it can become a whole blog post or a whole story later. 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Get everyone involved. Ask them what their favorite food was or their favorite overheard dialogue and, and just harvest other people's experiences. Yes. yes. You might as well. Yeah. All right. One more and then we'll, we'll take a quick break. Tell us about your, I love your five words technique. (laughs) Well, you can, it's five of something. It's either five words or five minutes. Okay. And this is actually something I learned from studying meditation. My teacher had a technique that he called short sessions many times. And the idea was that you you sort of trick yourself into sitting to meditate. Because if you say to yourself, oh, I'm going to sit and meditate for an hour, it's really hard to to get your butt on the cushion to sit for an hour. But if you tell yourself, oh, I'm just, I'm going to, meditate for five minutes. Anyone can do that. I mean, there are so many five minutes in a day. Right. So I have adopted that for journaling as well, where you say to yourself, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to just journal for five minutes. And once you start, it's the same thing. It's very seductive. I have, I don't think I've ever sat down with the intention of either meditating or (laughs) writing in my journal for five minutes. For five minutes and stopped at five minutes. Uh-huh, I always uh-huh. But you yeah. promised yourself that you could stop if you wanted to. Sure. Yeah. And the Never same same with five words. I love that. If I could just write down, because you're right, the hardest part is opening up the journal, stopping things, you know, stop the world for just a moment. I have something important to say <laughs> and getting down that thought, that first thought. Right. So even if you say to yourself, well, I'm just going to write down five words a day from from today. And then it's great if it's just five words. It's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. But chances are pretty good that you'll write more than five words <laughs> yeah. once you have it open. Yeah. yeah. My other thing is just not to hold yourself as a slave to chronology. Many people fail at continuing to keep a journal when they're on a trip because they think they have to write everything that happens in chronological order. And so if they get behind, if they get a few days behind, they feel stuck and they have this sort of oppressive feeling that they have to catch up and write everything that happened over the last two days Mm -hmm. or they can write what happened tonight or this evening. And, um, And I think that's really... A problem. Yeah, that's and a that's, trap. That's a trap. And yeah. so just instead of catching up, just sort of keeping a like, to rights list, or just jotting like the headline, fell off the elephant, we'll write about this later. Mm-hmm. But tonight, I went out to the bar, and I met these <laughs> great people. And so to really just keep it going, instead of trudging through every little thing that happened yes. so that you can keep up with yourself, if that makes sense. It totally does. Yeah, I totally get it. Very good. Thank you, Lavinia. We'll be right back. Just a quick little jingle so people remember we're listening to Journal Talk. And uh, I want to pick up with, we have so many good things to discuss, and I don't want to just only focus on the book. I want to ask you about your TED Talk a little bit and what you're up to now, what's coming up for you. So hang on, we'll be right back. You're listening to Journal Talk, a podcast featuring techniques, 
inspiration, and expert interviews for journal writing. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach Nathan directly through email at nathan at easyjournaling.com. If you have a question for our Journal Talk Q&A session, please leave a voice message on the Journal Talk listener hotline at 1-805-751-6280. We'll send you a thank you gift if we feature your question on an episode of Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks for sharing your voice. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Okay, we're back with Lavinia Spaulding, who has many things to share, and she's very prolific, a prolific writer and has many, many accomplishments. I will put many of these up on the website. She's a, a teacher, a journal writer, a traveler, a teacher of travel writing, <laughs> an editor, Lots of things going on, Lavinia. I'm so glad you're here, and I love I love the conversation about uh, travel journaling. It's I think that's one of the things that has made me a true believer in in journal writing. So thanks for sharing with us your passion. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, I want to mention we've been talking about this book, Writing Away. And uh, I'll put a little picture of it up on the on the site. But the thing that I also want to mention, it's not only just for people who are taking trips. Uh, you've got plenty of material in here for people who may not go on trips very often. For example, chapter seven. And by the way, I just love your chapter titles. They're they're all. I mean, you you've definitely got the knack for you know catching people's attention. Uh, <laughs> All of your chapter titles are so clever. It didn't; they did not go past me when they were music lyrics in disguise. Um, <laughs> you had, let's just give you an example: "Distance makes the art grow stronger." Oh yeah, I like a good pun. Yeah, that was great. Travel <laughs> is stranger than fiction. That's so true. Write two pages and call me in the morning. I just love that. Oh, um, thanks. Uh, chapter seven is uh, a takeoff. I pegged this. Tell me if I'm wrong. Is this the Monty Python slogan? And now for something completely different. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this chapter because you you have synthesized exactly what, you know, we, we talk about people who start with journaling and then for whatever reason, especially, you know, the, the January firsters, you know, the, the people who start off the beginning of the year thinking this is going to be the year I keep a journal, you know, and they get to about January 7th and, you know, they're all dried up. And <laughs> <laughs> and you talk about how journal writing, just like anything in life, it's like a relationship. And talk a little bit about the, if, if you don't mind, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot. Talk about that relationship and what keeps it spicy and what keeps journal writing going. Well, I think, you know, on the road, it's pretty easy to have these sort of interesting experiences and really get out of your comfort zone. I mean, you're sort of always outside of your comfort zone if you're traveling. And so I think I, I, think I gave suggestions like trying to learn a, a game that people are playing and uh, and take part in a game and try to learn the rules and journal about that or go and volunteer for a day somewhere and write about that or just sort of just forcing yourself to get out of your comfort zone. And that's something that we can all do and benefit from in our everyday lives. Yes. And, and so, of course, it's a it's a win win. 
you think, oh, well, my, my journal's getting a little boring. It's like, went to work, watched Friends, nap. yeah. Or... <laughs> I was going to say Breaking Bad. I was like, no, that's so okay. <laughs> That's you fine. Know, went to bed. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting here. But so just sort of saying, okay, I need to shake up my life and my journal and doing something really uncomfortable or something that is just a departure and yeah, from the writing. routine. Yeah. But really the goal of the book. And I think I, I'm not sh sure if you've read the final chapter, but the final chapter is really learning how to bring this home with you after a trip. Yes. And so that's sort of, you know, learning to see everything in your life with the eyes of a traveler, because that's the wonderful thing about traveling is that we do have these, you know, forgive the cliche, but these child eyes when we travel mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of seeing things for the first time and experiencing them for the first time. And it's, uh, it's rare in our lives that we have that experience. Mm -hmm. we, we become habituated to the, you know, taking the same drive to work and going to the same restaurants and so forth and so on. And so really keeping the habit of experiencing your own environment with fresh eyes and trying yes. to trying to see your home, th you know, through the eyes of, for example, a tourist mm -hmm. and what a tourist find fascinating and and what can I write about that is familiar to me, but is actually really interesting. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, think about what that's go doing, you know, all of the latest things coming out right now with the psychology and, and brain science, you know, neuroscience, and, you know, all of the talking about doing exactly what you're saying, you know, just like catching yourself and and watching yourself and trying to bring sort of the, a new mindfulness to things and just being aware of you know what you're doing and and seeing if you you just identifying the little things that make it and and uh, you know it could be setting the table you know like wow I'm setting the table this way what if I set it this way you know <laughs> <laughs> just being mindful of just the smallest little things sometimes brings a new appreciation and a new a new life to your life. So thank you. That's that's a great reminder. And nobody has to be on a big, you know, cross the world trip in order to experience that. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, you can you can write a journal entry about the woman who serves you your latte every morning mm -hmm. and you know, ask her a couple questions about where she grew up and you know, and, and you can write a journal entry about her and it's just, it's fun and it's different and it'll, it'll make your mind move in a way that it, that maybe it's not used to moving. Yes. Now I could use that as a great transition point, Lavinia, for your TED talk. Cause I watched a bit of your TED. I haven't finished it. I'll come back and, and watch the rest of it a little later, but I, and I don't want to give it away cause it's an easy thing for people. I'll put the link up. People can go watch it. It's all of, you know, 20 minutes or something. So, but it is fascinating how you did exactly what you just said, you know, like the finding the stranger in the crowd, you know, the person who served you a latte and just being just being wonder, you know, just having some wonder about a little bit about their life. Do you think that this movement, if you will, this whole this thing about traveling 
and writing and being curious adds up to something like world peace? I do. I do. I, <laughs> I mean, do too. That's what my TED, it's a TEDx talk. Yes, uh, yeah. Just to make the distinction. But that is the gist of my TEDx talk is that we can make for a more connected, tolerant world in the way that we travel and write about it, even mm -hmm. if it's just writing about it for ourselves. So I won't give it away, but that's the gist of it. I, I sense that's where it was going. And I, I just, I relish in that because I really do think that those, those words in the page, those musings, those curiosities, you know, build that it's like, it's like that passage I read. It's just, it, you create mindfulness, you create compassion, and those are the threads of world peace. They are. I and I, you know, it's really easy for us to become disconnected or to disconnect from, you know, other people. I was just in the elevator today with a woman and we rode five floors together and we were both on our cell phones. I was playing words with friends and she was texting and I was thinking... <laughs> Oh, we didn't even really smile at each other. We didn't say good afternoon. And and so I think it's it's really easy to to do that, to mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. not be connected. And so I wrote my TEDx talk about, you know, some ways that we can change that. Yeah, yeah. Even though I was you. guilty of it today. That's, but it, I, I had a cue and a you, so. <laughs> hey, that's, yeah, that's pretty, that deserves, <laughs> that deserves some attention for sure. You know, and whether it's a TED talk or a TEDx talk, let me tell you, those, that's a very precious opportunity. That's rare. So kudos for uh, getting yourself that space. And what was that like? Thank you. Um, it was stressful. It was stressful and exciting and wonderful. I was invited to go to Park City. And so I flew out to Park City, Utah. And I, you know, the, the most stressful part is that you have to completely memorize this talk. And so you're not ad-libbing and you're not, you're not, you know, reading from something. And that was difficult for me. And I, I mm. was up, you know, all night in my hotel making sure that I knew it by heart. Yeah, and then yeah. when it when it finally aired, I was sort of horrified because I'd never really seen myself on camera before. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I thought, oh my gosh, I have all these like weird mannerisms and facial tics and things. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't even send it to my mom. Oh, no. <laughs> week or two that it was out, I think a thousand people had seen it before I finally got up the guts to send it to my mom because I knew she would immediately share it on Facebook and then I'd have to live with it. But, right. um, <laughs> <Listen> <laughs> but you, so you have to get over yourself if you think you have a message to send. Yes. It's yeah. Just, is the moral of that story. Well, and this is where I'll put in a little plug for Toastmasters because oh, uh, right. yes, you get a great sense of all those things a little bit ahead of time. So you never give them up completely, but at least you make peace with your demons, you know? Yeah. yeah but it was a wonderful experience. And I, I really, yeah, I would love, I would love to, for more people to watch it because I do think that, that the message is really about compassion and tolerance and patience and curiosity. And I think mm -hmm. those are, those are good things. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, it. I can tell, like I said, I haven't seen it all about halfway through, but I can tell it's structured very nicely because of the way you, you really caught 
uh, attention with a real exercise for the whole audience to <laughs> to do right in the beginning of the talk. That was just that was just fantastic, and I encourage everybody to go watch it. I'll put up a link. Tell us what you're doing now. What's going on? How are you using your time today? Or maybe a better way to ask the question is, you know, what are some of the projects on the horizon for you? Oh, gosh. Well, I have some exciting things coming up. I, my first book was actually the cookbook for my sister's restaurant. She has a really wonderful Buddhist-based farm-to-table restaurant in a tiny Mormon town in Utah. This is and- The Measure of Grace? Yes, with a measure of grace. And so I wrote the cookbook for her, not the recipes, but all the stories Mm. of the farmers and the townspeople and the people who work with them. And and so that was about 10 years ago. And we're writing the follow up to that now. Ah. And so that's really fun. It's called This Immeasurable Place. And so I'm working on that. And that is slated to come out, I think, in probably spring or summer of next year, okay. um, which is exciting. And yeah. I, I just finished, I just put out the newest best women's travel writing. So it's volume 10 and I'm working on, you know, the publicity for that really yeah. right now. Wait, so reading. 10 years you've been doing that? No, I haven't. This is only the fourth that I've edited. Okay. Okay. But still, still, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. And I'm already starting to get submissions for the next one, which won't come out for another year and some change. <laughs> so I'm working on those two things. I'm helping to start an online magazine called Off Assignment, which is the stories behind the stories, travel stories, but the story behind the story. So, ah, ah. for example, a travel, a travel writer goes on assignment somewhere and what's the story that they actually couldn't print or that you know was they couldn't even pitch so that'll be fun wow wow that reminds me of paul harvey's little thing remember what he used to say this is the rest of the story yeah yeah so this is the story (laughs) behind the story yeah that's great really happened that week and So that's exciting. So that's off assignment. And I'm teaching some travel writing classes. And I have a couple essays coming out in anthologies Mm -hmm. in the next few months. Nice, nice. So you are busy. Yeah. I'm busy. Yeah. Yeah. Happily busy. It sounds like happily busy. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, I would love to send Journal Talk people your way. Where can people reach you if they're interested in, in these things you're doing and, and want to find out more and want to connect with you? Sure. My website is just LaviniaSpalding.com. And that's the best way to get my schedule and my news and everything like that. I'm also on social media. I'm on Twitter and Facebook. Those are the the main two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same so. here. Very good. And do you have anything that you would like to share or offer with the journal talk community? Oh, sure. One of the things that I do is I coach and teach and edit privately. And so I'd be happy to extend a discount, like a friends and family discount sure. to say the first three people who contact me and drop your name. Okay. All right. Mention Journal Talk and contact Lavinia. 
and she will have a friends and family discount for editing or coaching. Let her know what you're interested in. Thank you so much, Lavinia, for that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Helping people sort of find their voice and figure out their stories. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Well, I would love to stay in touch with you. And, you know, just this book alone, it's it's like a series. We could do a series (laughs) of fun, interesting conversations about travels and writing. There's so much to explore. So if you don't mind, I'll keep you on my callback list. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Is there anything else you would like the audience, the Journal Talk people out there to consider? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I guess I'd just say that even if you're not a traveler, that everywhere you go, everywhere you live, you can you can see it as travel. You can experience it as travel. The next time you go to the grocery store, instead of just, you know, looking at the groceries that you are planning to buy, you know, look around you and take in people's stories and think about where you are and and what's going on and and use that as a writing exercise. See if you can see it as a tourist would, somebody from a country where there isn't a Trader Joe's or Mm -hmm. Whole Foods and kind of write that up and just things like that, you know, Try, try and treat every day like you are a traveler in your hometown, even if you're not out there. I love it. Traveling. Yeah, that's great. What a, that's a super journal prompt is just, you know, be a, to be a tourist in your own town for even, even if you just do it for an hour, there's, there's plenty of stuff to write about. Thank you. And just hone in on the details, the senses, the smells and the sounds and the tastes and, and uh, it'll really, I think it'll really liven up your journal. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. (laughs) Great, Lavinia. Thank you so much for your time and uh, good luck to you and all that you're doing and we'll stay in touch. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on the show, Nathan. You bet. Take care. You too. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, a web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. Da, da, da.